This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. I am excited to do another Learn to Invest Off in 15 minutes or less. So last one we did was on the correction, the market corrections. This episode, we are going to address the terms bull and bear market. We're going to go back to a bit of a pardon the jargon which was an episode we did a while ago. We looked at a few common terms that are linked or that are used in the investing world and the bear and bull market are two terms that you'll probably regularly hear uh, in relation to markets. So what are they? What's a bear market? What's a bull market? Ren, do you have a definition for a bear and or bull market? Yeah. So, I mean, let's just start really high level. Um, you'll you'll hear people use the terms bull and bear market a lot uh, yes. in investing. And no, it's not the uh, market for livestock futures. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is just shorthand for, uh, I guess, explaining what which way the economy is trending yep so a bull market is uh is shorthand for when the economy is trending upwards and then a bear market is shorthand for when the economy is trending downwards so uh and i think you have some more specific uh, like actual i guess like criteria for each yeah. of them yeah yeah well particularly bear markets we spoke about in the last episode the correction and it was signified by a 10% drop in in the market. Now, that has to occur within a two-month period of time for it to be classified as a correction. Now, if over more than a period of two months, the the market has a downward trend, then it technically becomes what is known as the bear market. Uh, So that downward trend on, on price makes it, over two months, makes it become a bear market. And the same would be for a bull market, I guess, uh, for it to come out of that bear market, it needs to have a sustained 
increase over a period of more than two months, and then it would be classified as a bull market. So it would be safe to say that we are currently in a bull market, even though we had the 10% correction in February. To be clear, it, it does. there's no like threshold. It can rise by 1% each month, and that will still be a bull market? That is my understanding. Yeah, okay. I yeah. think I think we're going to, that's where we're going to end up with this discussion is that a lot of this terminology is pretty loose. Investors sort of know what it means, but in terms of uh, trying to carefully define it, it's a little bit, well, it's just not very well defined, I guess. So no, um, no. as long as you understand what the general terms mean, yeah. then that that's the main thing. What they mean and then also what it reflects. And... Yeah, yeah. And what you should do. Yes. So speaking of uh, undefined and unclear, yes. we both have differing ideas of where the terms came from. Yes. Well, I've got I've got two, so I'll start with one. Okay. Then you you come in, and then I'll finish with the yeah. with the big clincher. You know, it's uncertain when you're hedging with two <laughs> answers to the question. Yes. <laughs> so where does the term come from? That's the question that we're going to try and answer. Firstly, the bear and bull markets are named after the way in which each animal attacks its victims. Interesting. It's characteristic of the bull to drive its horns up into the air, while a bear, on the other hand, like the market that bears its name will swipe its paws downward upon its unfortunate prey. Furthermore, bears and bulls were literally once fierce opponents where it was popular to put bulls and bears into the arena to fight. So that's one reason that the term bull and bear came to be. Interesting. I didn't also, I didn't know that bulls and bears fought. It was a, in the Elizabeth, Elizabethan era, apparently. Wow. There you yeah. go. How epic would that be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my uh, answer is a lot less interesting than that. Okay. I thought that the terms came from the economist John Maynard Keynes. He wrote yep. a book in the 30s about finance and economics and he spoke about the animal spirits that animate the market and he, he basically talked about you know how humans are uh, not always rational creatures or not perfectly rational and so their decisions are based uh, are, are influenced by their psychology, uh, you know how optimistic they are or how pessimistic they are about the market uh, and he talked about these, uh, I guess the the, the psychology, the influence of psychology on the market in terms of animal spirits. Uh, so that's where I thought it came from. But to be honest, I have heard of the uh, the bull attacks upwards and the bear attack downwards analogy, I guess, uh, as well. Okay, so you've gone with a bit more of a, a uh, technical, I guess. Yeah, boring, you could technical say. Technical definition. <laughs> <laughs> but I I have believe that your last one is uh, neither technical nor boring at all. The real <laughs> truth, the source of the, this is the real, this is the real stuff. So historically, uh, the middlemen who were involved in the sale of bear skins would sell the skins that they had not yet received and as such these middlemen were the first short sellers. So after promising their customers to deliver the paid for bear skins, these middlemen would hope that the near future purchase price of the skins from the trappers would decrease from the current market price. If the decrease occurred, the middlemen would make a personal profit from the spread between the price of which they had sold the skins and the price at which they later bought the skins from the trappers. So these middlemen became known as bears, short for bearskin jobbers, and the term stuck because it describes a person who expects or hopes for a decrease in the market. So I guess that's me. I'm hoping for a decrease in the market. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you've just given a good explanation of short selling as well, which I guess we can say is our third uh, part in the jargon for today. True. Um, so just to, to wrap that up very quickly, uh, you if you're short selling, you basically sell something to someone. Uh, so I sell a pen to you, um, yep. but I don't actually own the pen yet. And yep. I'm betting that the price of pens goes down. So I've already got the money from you. And then, you know, 
know, a month later, I have to deliver the pen. So then I go and buy the pen a month later. If the price of the pen has gone down, whatever the difference is, I've made that as a profit. Yeah. If the price of the pen goes up, then I still have to buy the pen and give it to you. And um, whatever the price of the pen, however much it went up, is my loss. Yeah. So it's something, it's quite an advanced trading technique, I would, suge- I would suggest, but definitely worth reading a bit further into, especially when you're looking at things like corrections and, and bear markets. Yeah. But I wouldn't recommend trying to short sell bear skins because I think <laughs> their usefulness is pretty, pretty long-born. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, so that's basic, that's the general gist of what they are. Uh, yep. However they came about, they're now used all over the world. Bull markets are when the market is trending upwards. Bear markets are when the market is trending downwards. So now that you understand that, why should you care? I guess is the next question. That is a good question, Ren. And just before we go into that, it's worth noting that a bear and bull market doesn't specifically relate to stocks only. It's very common for the term to be, as you said right at the start, applied across the economy in in, in many forms, property, commodities, the price of milk, etc. So you could say that the Australian housing market is in a never-ending bull market. It seems like it. Or the Australian economy is in a never-ending bull market. That's Not a stretch. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ren. So yeah, what does it mean, and what do what do we do about it? So we're in a bull market at the moment. What 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 do we do? So I guess the the main thing to understand is that uh, like everything in life, uh, the market moves in cycles. So you will have a bull market, and then you'll have a top of the bull market, and then you'll have a bear market, and then you'll have a bottom, and then you'll have a bull market, and it will continue to move in that cycle. And the reason reason that it moves in that cycle is because people aren't perfectly rational. So when prices are going up, they uh, continue to bid them up above what is you know intrinsic or fair value. Uh, and then they, people realize that they've bid it up too high. And so they overcorrect the other way. And that, that is just the natural cycle of the market. So whether you're in, and you might disagree with this, but whether you're in a bull or a bear market, I think the most important thing is to constantly keep putting money into the market because over the long term, regardless of when you get in the market, what stage of the cycle you get in, the earlier you get in, the better. So I I think that should be rule number one that, you know, you make money from time in the market, not timing the market. Um, And so wherever you are in the cycle, you should keep that in the back of your mind. That being said, though, I think rule number two is as the bull market gets more and more mature. So we're in, you know, year 10 of this bull market since the 2008 JFC say there's been a, a minor correction in 2015 and a, a correction um, in the start of 2018 but yeah uh, nothing major and no real stop no stopping this bull market uh, so as we get more and more into the bull market start to just hold some more cash on the side yeah because what you want to do is when we enter the bear phase of the market and prices get lower then you want to deploy a lot of that cash into things that are a little bit cheaper yeah, the further the bull market tends to run, the more the less risk averse people become and it's a time as Buffett says when people are greedy you should be wary. And so, as you said, Ren, this is the 10th year now and having a bit of cash on the side is not going to be 
the worst option because who knows what's around the corner. So if a bull market continues going down, are you going to be deploying all your cash? If the bull market continues? Oh, sorry, a bear market? Uh, it depends how it happens. If it just starts to trend down a little bit, I probably won't throw it in all at once. But if we have a another GFC-like event, then I'll probably look to throw a lot of it in. Mm-hmm. The, the funny thing is, you know, I, I was thinking about it. We, well, I only got interested in investing post the GFC. Yeah. Um, I mean... It was really, You've only ever known a bull market. Yeah, and and I mean, it was only really 2012, I guess, 2013. So I literally, I mean, I, I wasn't even close enough to the JFC to, to know what it was like to be in markets at that time. Like, obviously, I heard about it and I, I read the news and heard about the American housing crisis and stuff like that and, you know, the AIG and stuff collapsing. But in terms of in, investing in anything other than a crazy bull market, I mean, I, I'm yet to see it. So who, yeah, knows, what I'll, who knows what I'll be like. Uh, when one of them comes around, you might just flip it. Maybe I'll just be a complete mess. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll quit. Crawl up in a ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, one question that I want to answer for our listeners as well is: if you're in a bull market, you know you know that it's going up. It's been going up for years now, so it's a great opportunity to to, to get some returns. What are some things that you can buy that if you don't really know individual stocks and that sort of stuff? Like, is there anything you can buy to take advantage of this bull market and and gets gets some return for your money or do you, do you have to buy individual stocks i mean you never have to buy individual stocks there's index funds there's bonds there's real estate or real estate investment trusts where you can buy shares of real estate i mean there, there's plenty of things i feel like you're tra- you're you're guiding towards a specific answer though so why, why don't i let you answer your own question <laughs> <laughs> well, i was just interested to see what you'd, you would say but i guess from my point of view the easiest way to make sure that you're in on the party i guess is um just to buy in on uh, index funds, exchange-traded funds that literally follow the index. It's probably one of the easiest ways that you can get access to a bull market without having to worry too much about picking the right stocks, which still might have a bit of volatility. Um, I, I don't know if you disagree with that, Ren. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think, w- what's the saying? Um, a rising tide r- raises all boats or there's some... Did you sa- make that up? There's some saying like that. <laughs> Someone will know. So, well, at least one listener will know what I'm talking about. Um, and I think that applies here that if you're in a... a pretty frantic bull market like we are now if you're in individual stocks you will see some the benefit of just the general market rising because prices basically across all asset classes or across all stocks at least get bit up pretty frantically yeah. um but yeah look you're right if you just want a broad exposure to the uh share market as a whole so you can capitalize on the bull market then just yes run-of-the-mill low-cost index fund is a good way to go but yeah, yeah. as i said uh i think the more mature the bull market the more cash you should be leaving to the side so you know maybe rather than being uh you know putting every paycheck you might take a certain portion rather than investing all 100 percent of that portion in the market maybe you only invest 75 percent of that portion and you keep the other 25 cent just in case that's probably the 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 top level of a a bear and bull market uh we've discussed a few things that you can do in both the bear and bull market i'm pretty cash heavy at the moment um i've probably got 30 percent (laughs) 
not a lot of cash. I've just <laughs> set percentage wise. I reckon I'm thirty percent in the market at the moment. Wow. Well, I'm yeah. not. I'm not that radical, but I, I'm the same. I'm uh, probably like thirty percent cash, but but it's more that whatever I'm getting paid now, I'm holding more and more of that out. I'm still transferring it to my uh, trading account, so I yep. can't spend it. Yeah. Um, nice. Good strategy. It's sitting in cash, so uh, that's something that you know we don't give advice on this show because we're no. learning and we you know we've never lived through a bear market but that wouldn't be the the worst strategy i think if you wanted to just minimize your risk yeah interestingly you have it sitting in your trading account and not in an interest account yeah it's too easy to take it out of my interest account it's just like it's all in the same commonwealth bank app so you can just transfer it out interesting yeah <laughs> I, fair need to, I need to get a better you know infrastructure going there i guess but um it's just it's never a big enough concern for me like i never have enough money in my interest account to really benefit from it because yeah, yeah, yeah. generally I, if I've got money in there I want to put it in the market rather yeah. than just leaving it in an interest earning account yeah, um, yeah. but yeah hopefully so, everyone can learn from my mistakes did you buy anything in the latest correction no no I actually basically just worked through it I um, I mean I checked it, checked the markets at work but you know it happened on a Monday and then again on a Thursday and oh you, you mean you actually worked through it yeah like, yeah yeah at, like at I, work. I, I was actually busy with my day job and I didn't really get to enjoy it. What about you? Did you buy anything? I didn't buy anything. It was a good learning for me because... Uh, 2015 correction kind of came and went and I almost didn't really realize it was there. It happened. And then this one came and saw it saw it happening. But then I was more focused on protecting my portfolio than actually taking advantage of buying the dip. And it would have been such a good thing to do because there's so many stocks that are on my watch list that if you look at their charts had a serious dip and they're now back up to even higher than they were before the correction came. Um, so it was a great buying opportunity, but I wish I had been more, I guess, conscious about, I, I wish I had a strategy in mind on how to deploy my cash but that's the learning for next time yeah well there will always be a next time um and speaking of being conscious and having a strategy we may have gone over our 15 minute strategy so we will say thanks for listening everyone and uh we'll catch you in a couple of days equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned this is general advice only please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation 